afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Fully Free with Ashley, the podcast on mental health, eating disorder recovery, hormonal balance, healing, and all these amazing topics that I really love diving into. This is my first episode in a little while that I will be recording on my own. I'm Ashley, the host, and I'm really excited to dive into binge eating this week. And just before we do that, I'll give you a little update on everything going on in my life. So I just got back from Cuba. I had a really great week with my friend Jessica. We just rested and relaxed and recharged and I got clear on some goals that I've been like contemplating and thinking about for 2020 and I just feel super recharged and ready to go and uh, re-motivated so I'm super excited about that and then moving forward I literally have like six or seven guests that are lined up to come on the podcast to talk about various health topics related to like diet culture, hormonal balance, um, mental health, etc. So I'm super pumped about those, can't wait. And in the meantime, today I'm just recording um, a medium length episode on binge eating because I really believe that so many people who binge eat or emotional eat or overeat do it in secret and in shame and just feeling like they're alone and something's wrong with them and really that's not true at all. I think it's so important to bring light to the causes and the underlying factors that lead to binge eating or emotional overeating and then also just talking about what we can do uh, as individuals but also as a connected society to help each other and ourselves uh, move past binge eating as a response to um, whether it's emotional overwhelm or dieting etc. So in my previous podcast, I've definitely dove into, is dove even a word? I've definitely gone really deep into explaining my experience with binge eating as a part of my bulimia. And it was definitely the single-handed most devastating part of having an eating disorder because I was just so shameful of the fact that I felt like I had absolutely no willpower. Like... When I got in the state of mind where I would have a binge, it was like my whole body was taken over by something that I had no control over. I was literally a zombie. And even if I could pause for a second and consciously say like, hey, Ash, like, you know, you're binging right now. You're definitely not hungry. Why are you still eating? It wouldn't matter. My body would just be an autopilot and I would just be doing it anyways. I would just be eating and eating until literally feeling sick. And maybe you don't resonate with eating to the point of that feeling but maybe you've experienced in your life like being very emotionally overwhelmed and like reaching for food maybe it's like a tub of ice cream like the jokes in the movies like oh you got in a breakup you're gonna sit down and eat a tray of chocolate or whatever all those jokes but like there's those jokes originate from somewhere and obviously every person isn't gonna respond the same or have the same experiences with coping and using food for coping but It is something that I feel like many, many people can relate to, even if they're kind of shy about it or harboring shame about it. Because, I mean, who wants to go around admitting like, oh, I I stuff my face when I'm when I'm overwhelmed or when I'm really sad, like no one wants to do that. I want to first just start off this podcast by saying that anyone who's listening to this, who uh, resonates with what I'm saying, who binge eats, who emotionally overeats 
you are not unworthy, you're not less than, you're not disgusting, you're not all those things that you associate with the act of your binging, you're not any of those things. And I know what it feels like to feel like you are, but literally binging and overeating is a response, it's a coping response. So the real beginning of healing is extending compassion inwards and knowing that this is a product of your being that you can overcome and that you you were doing the best you could with what you had. Like this is a coping mechanism to help yourself stay calm, overcome something that was incredibly challenging for your nervous system to handle. And you're actually a very resilient human being for using food to do that. And I know it seems counterintuitive, but that's just the honest truth. So diving a bit more into binge eating, like what does that really look like? And I know you've probably heard jokes like, oh, I just binged like from someone who had like a few pieces of pizza or something like that. But binge eating is really eating past the point of fullness and feeling unable to stop eating. It's consuming crazy, unusually large amounts of food in one sitting. And it's often done in secret. So it might look like eating dinner with your family, like a regular meal, and then eating like a tub of ice cream, a bag of chips, a few chocolate bars, another bowl of pasta, um, et cetera, et cetera. And it could look like upwards of 10,000 calories in a sitting, um, depending on the person. And obviously that's a lot of food. It's very overwhelming. Um, subjectively and objectively to even hear about it it sounds overwhelming Um, but binging is also eating rapidly when you're not really hungry to the point of sickness it's it honestly becomes a habitual pattern and it's associated with feelings of disgust regret and guilt and then through the regular repetition of binging it becomes a habit so it's habitual or automatic um, as a response to whatever it is that you're going through in your life Um, and that in of itself is just really hard to deal with because even if you google oh how do I overcome this or why am I binge eating etc like there's a lot of words and things you can read and stuff but then even when you try to set yourself up for success to make better choices in the future your body can still respond by being on absolute autopilot and that requires literal brain rewiring and a conscious effort to heal and that's why I really believe in getting some mental health support from a therapist like a psychotherapist or um, even trying to dive into your own cognitive behavioral therapy or um, DBT workbook which is what I've found helpful for myself and then as I've touched upon before but I will always um, shed more light on is I really credit my yoga practice to opening up like a floodgate of healing for me in terms of being able to be present and aware of where I am right now and like feeling my body, feeling my emotional state and being able to label what I'm going through and not just rush into a response, but actually be right here right now. And I know yoga doesn't resonate for everyone and not everyone enjoys it. Not everyone is interested in that for their healing, but it's just something that's really worked for me and that's why I became a teacher. So I really would recommend um, looking into yoga, some form of yoga and meditation and self-awareness practice as a beginning um, phase, not only for binge eating, but for anyone who's looking for uh, an outlet to help them develop more positive coping skills. Like maybe you turn to alcohol or um, 
uh, over exercise or drugs or something to cope and uh, I really really recommend yoga and then with binge eating there's not always a compensation after so um, my experience with bulimia I compensated by obsessively exercising and purging and laxative abuse etc but uh, many other people will just binge eat regularly uh, and not respond with uh, with a compensative way of being so that that whether you respond with compensation or not either way eating large amounts of calories like that over time can really stress the body and cause a lot of metabolic dysfunction hormonal imbalance um, insulin dysregulation even um, possible type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes and all of that is just really chaotic for the body to handle and then if you compensate afterwards by like starving yourself and not eating or like taking a day or two off eating, you're going to really confuse your body as to whether or not food will be available. And then it kind of creates a cycle where your body responds by when it's allowed to have food, it wants to binge again because it's not sure if it's going to get adequate intake later. So it it really sets uh, yourself up for the cycle of binging, restricting, binging, restricting. And that's whether or not you went into this in the first place with a mindset of like, oh, I want to diet or I want to be skinny. So for some people, maybe it started with restricting. Uh, They said, okay, I'm only going to eat 1,200 calories every day, which is literally a recommendation that should be left in the ancient like medieval period. I don't even know why that's still a recommendation, especially for active women, whether or not you want to lose weight or not. Um, But if one person started with restriction and then they then they binged and then they went back to restriction you have just set yourself up for this chaotic cycle that is very very hard to break and then there's the other person that maybe never even went into this in terms of a diet perspective maybe they just felt very overwhelmed one night sat down ate a tub of ice cream felt good numbed out and then that became their sort of habit and choice of response to the point where it becomes a habit it's no longer a choice to respond to the stress that they're experiencing in their lives. And um, there's actually many studies that show a link between uh, higher androgens and uh, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, being linked to binge eating or eating disorders in general. And I spoke a bit about PCOS before in one of my episodes with Dr. Nicola Rinaldi, where we dove into um, the missing periods from hypothalamic amenorrhea. And there's going to be a lot more episodes on PCOS, but there's been some cool success where women who have been seen to have higher androgen hormonal levels get treated with anti-androgen therapy, whether it's like herbal combination or some medical support, and they actually see their instance of binging and uh, overeating go down significantly. So that's a pretty interesting, insightful Uh, piece of research that I've come across and that's through my own research because of my own history with my hormonal um, healing and what I'm still working towards right now and actually when I don't think I spoke about this in my eating disorder journey but when I first got all my testing done some of my testing came back that I was basically almost pre-diabetic so this was when I was training five to six times a week minimum an hour and a half a day usually like three hours most days uh I was 
like rotating between binging, under eating, eating normal. Like it just depended on my emotional state, what was going on for me. But I had significant cravings, sugar cravings like all the time. Like I just wanted something sugary all the time. This is when I also spoke about eating packs of gum all day. And I had a lot of uh, insulin dysregulation in my body. And I had no idea that I could be pre-diabetic almost as an like an elite athlete training so much which I definitely tie into binge eating um my family's history because my most of my family on one side has diabetes and then also tying into my athletic pursuits because there's a lot of um evidence that shows that people who overtrain and their cortisol their stress hormones are over the top they can actually put themselves into a state that's almost like pre-diabetic or diabetic so I believe all of these things just added up and this is what really like opened my eyes like holy crap I try so hard to like exercise and be active and like my health is not good right now it's not where it needs to be it's not where I want it to be and then it was at the same time I found yoga and everything sort of came together to help me move towards healing and that's why I really want to help other people because it, it's, it's possible to heal because I have healed from it. Like I don't binge eat anymore. I don't compensate anymore. I get cravings. Sometimes I eat too much like every other person and I, I move on even though sometimes it's harder than other times. And it really begins with self-compassion and empowering yourself with knowledge. I'm going to dive a bit into the kind of process of how something becomes a habit now so then there's just an a little bit of a background understanding so we can talk about rewiring our minds and and um, taking responsibility for our healing so basically in all instances there's going to be a cue or a trigger that happens and it can be a comment made from someone it can be a feeling you feel in your body that you label as something Um, it can be a lack of sleep and that causes stress on your body. Like these are all sort of triggers that can influence us. And then if you've already had this response in the past or you, or whether you, whether you have or haven't, there might be a craving for something. So it might be a craving for food, uh, or a craving for something that gives you comfort. So in this case, since we're talking about binge eating, we'll use food. So the craving would be for ice cream, let's say. And then there becomes the automatic response where you associate that next time you feel that same feeling in response to the cue. So let's say the trigger cue was a rude comment someone made. You feel the craving for ice cream because you know it gives you the comfort that you want. It becomes an automatic response. So that craving just comes up immediately when you feel that um, feeling in your body. And then afterwards you feel reward um, because you have a relief from the craving. So let's say you ate the tub of ice cream, you feel a reward. And I would definitely describe the feeling after a binge or like in the midst of a binge of feeling the reward of just numbing out. You're just completely zoned out and just experiencing the pleasure of eating even though it's in an unhealthy state of mind and your body doesn't even feel good towards the end because you're just eating so much. But that's how the cycle sort of manifests and then continues. And it's very powerful because our, our minds like to hold on to patterns because it's easier for them to repeat. Um, So in our brains, there's a part of our brain called the basal ganglia, and it has a role in our emotions, um, memories, and then pattern recognition and development, like I said, just making it easier for our mind. And 
once something's automatic though the actual decision making part of our brain like where we decide to do something is almost like it's on sleep mode like when a computer's on sleep so there is no decision making it's automatic and that's because it automatically just saves uh, the mental energy that we've uses for other that we've been using sorry for other resources and that's great because evolutionarily speaking that would like help us stay alert for if a bear was going to attack us or whatever it might be but if negative habits have formed that don't serve you then you're kind of stuck and you're like well I consciously know that I don't want to make this decision but why is the craving and the reward system response that I feel so strong that I can't seem to overpower or make a different decision in the moment and it's because it's literally science I don't remember where I got this quote from from but I really liked it and I wrote it down in quotation marks and it's what you crave is not the habit itself but it's the change in the state that it delivers so you don't crave the habit of eating the tub of ice cream you crave the euphoric feeling afterwards or the pleasure response reward that you get from from completing that habit and like I mentioned a second ago for me it was numbing avoidance satisfaction relief and then also for me I think it was something to do with wanting to be in control like I don't like feeling out of control so it's, it's like I self-sabotage to the point where I was out of control with food, but then I was able to completely focus all my energy for the next however long, maybe like a day or two, on controlling everything that I ate, every bit of activity that I did. So everything revolved around that. So it didn't matter what was going on in my relationships, in my friendships, in my work, in my career, in my school. I was just very focused on controlling food and that gave me a sense of peace in like a very odd way. And your response to the trigger can be an action. So like the binge was the action or it can just even be a thought. So like if someone says something to you and your automatic thought is I'm not worthy, that becomes automatic too. It's repetitive and then it just comes up again and again. And the habits that are, we create like automatically are to solve the problems that we face in life. And again, they can be good or they can be self-sabotaging and they all can also be changed because we can be active participants in rewiring our minds and how we respond to things. Um, and when something becomes automatic, the feedback loop closes and you've probably heard the term uh, that when neurons that fire together, they wire together. It's kind of like an old saying. And then how we experience the reward phase determines what the cycle means to us and then it determines what our brain will hold on to and repeat later. So if we feel like that high, happy, endorphin-releasing, calm feeling, your brain's going to register that as something it wants to repeat again in the future when you feel overwhelmed from whatever trigger it is you experience. And then that becomes your way of being and again it has nothing to do with your worth as a person it does not make you disgusting or unworthy or less than someone else who has different coping mechanisms it just means you are resilient you are resourceful you used what you had in that time that made sense and even though it doesn't make sense now and you want to change it that doesn't mean that in the moment it didn't serve you at the time
whether or not you resonate with um, binge eating or overeating, emotional eating, maybe it's something else you want to sub out the word binge eating for smoking weed or some other tool you use to help yourself calm down. If you want to change your habits, you have the power to do so and it starts with tuning into your body sensations when you experience the original craving. So having the consciousness and the ability to pause and be aware of what's going on in your body is so powerful because you don't automatically respond then. You don't automatically react, in other words. You have the chance to pause to maybe bring some words and labeling to describe how you're feeling and then maybe have a little bit of an internal conversation back and forth like how am I feeling right now Um, what do I feel in my body what's coming up for me and something that's really powerful for me is doing a body scan so when I feel really anxious I feel um, it's like a heavy weight on my chest and like I'm not taking deep breaths and I can notice that a lot faster now after practice but I think that was just my way of being all the time before and that added to my responses that were kind of impulsive and uh, related to my binge eating uh, when I felt very overwhelmed. Um, my binge eating was again related to trying to control my weight but also in response to um, I would say some emotionally traumatic experiences that's when they started and then then it just became automatic uh and everyone's different not everyone needs to have been through something traumatic for it to to it it's for it to cause an automatic response but more often than not our bodies and as human beings want to create coping mechanisms and opportunities to help us calm our nervous system down and take care of ourselves and even if they're in a self-sabotaging way but they they get the job done they'll be used which is what binge eating became for me and I also just want to say that trauma doesn't have to be some horrific like crime that you witness trauma is anything that you experience that is traumatic for you there's varying degrees of trauma someone else's trauma is not your trauma you can't tell someone else that what they experienced wasn't traumatic for them so it's a very vague um, description But I hope that provides some insight into maybe what you're feeling or when or how you respond to overwhelming feelings in your body. And now just to dive back into now how we can choose to rewire and change our habits. So like I mentioned, and we'll dive into more again, um, yoga. So I went to yoga for the workout in the first place. It was like a power yoga jam. It's a workout style yoga Um, And then I found so much more there than (laughs) what I bargained for. And one of the real themes from yoga that came up all the time or still comes up all the time is deepening your breath and feeling where you are now and tuning into the fact that the pose really begins when you want to come out of it. So when you feel overwhelmed, uncomfortable, you want to shift and move, adding your breath there and um, challenging the thoughts that come up that take you out of that moment Um, enable you to have the power and strength and self-care and compassion to stay but maybe choose a version of the pose that is more suitable to what you need right now and then that translated for me into like being able to pause when I felt the oh my god I want to go eat everything in the cupboard right now and like have a nice conversation with myself like okay what do you need right now I know like you feel really tired you need rest you need love maybe you need a warm tea and a hot tub or a walk with your dad or 
uh, etc. And just having a toolbox ready to pick something out of to respond to my current state that will better serve me long term is what has made the biggest impact of all. And everyone's toolbox will look different. So I just gave some examples of mine, but maybe yours is um, going on a date with your girlfriend. Maybe it's writing in a journal. Maybe it's going to your favorite kickboxing class. Maybe it's cuddling with your dogs. Um, whatever it is, but starting to recognize that when you feel that, when, when, when a trigger comes up, you can now have the awareness that you have that feeling and that craving to have an automatic response. And instead of letting that response have the power over you, you take your power back by choosing to do something else. By choosing to pick one of the tools in your toolbox, do that, and then the overwhelming feeling and urge to get that reward and relief from a binge, for instance, starts to, starts to float away. I really want to zone in on the fact, though, that this isn't an easy process. It's not like you listen to this podcast or you read about rewiring your habits and then you do it once and it's like, oh, my habit's rewired. I don't do that anymore. No, it's like a non-linear healing process. It's like you'll, you'll d- d- dig into your toolbox. You'll do great things you'll feel great for two months and then you'll have like three massive binges in a row um and you'll just feel like so defeated and alone and I want you to know that you're not and healing has never been linear it's part of the process the ups and the downs and picking yourself back up and starting again and knowing that the moment after you I don't want to say gave in, but the moment after you did, you gave in to the the urge and the automatic response, it's an opportunity to start over uh, with self-compassion, like that being the number one thing, speaking to yourself with kindness, with love, with patience for how far you've come. And even though you took a couple steps backwards, you're up and ready to take 20 more steps forward because you want to heal and you're on this mission of self-love and healing as hard as it can be and as overwhelming as it can be it is so worth it and like I just feel myself getting extremely emotional on this podcast because I know what it's like to be in the place where you don't even know what's going on you don't even know how to love yourself you don't even know how to ask for help you don't even want to admit that you need help or that something's really wrong or that you need to heal from something but we all have things going on that we don't share on the surface you know deep things that we want to heal from that we want to overcome and ways that we want to grow and I just want anyone who's listening to this to know that even if I don't know you even if you found my podcast on google or if I do know you and you you have experience with this or you have a question or you just feel like you have no one else to talk to that you can talk to me at any time please feel free to reach out um in any way on my Instagram uh fully free recovery um which I renamed by the way um or my personal Instagram one love ash or any way you know how to reach out to me I will be there for you to talk about anything you're going through in terms of coping mechanisms and mental health because I know what it's like to feel like you're alone part of my healing journey also really required me to get honest with myself about the type of energy I was allowing around myself in my life and the type of people that I want to be giving my love to to be surrounding myself with and 
I think whether you binge or cope with stresses in your life in other ways and they're related to your relationships a lot or who you spend your time with, a huge part of healing is getting a bit selfish and getting clear on only having space in your life for reciprocal relationships for people that are going to meet you halfway who are going to love you in the way that you need to be loved who are going to communicate with you who are going to prioritize your growth as a unit whether romantically whether your friends family people who respect your boundaries I think all of these things have really tied into my ability to challenge my automatic patterns of binge eating and and um, dive into the healing process so I really want to accentuate the importance of that and then I'll just list off I gave a couple examples but some other things that you can start doing daily not only as a response to when you feel a craving but just to set yourself up for success so prioritizing meditation um, even if it's like five minutes in the morning five minutes at night that's something I'm really working on right now minimum five minutes a day I'm committed to that for 2020 Uh, sometimes I do guided Um, So you can literally YouTube guided meditations or use any of the number of apps that are out right now. Um, I also just like doing it in silence. I find that very comforting. Um, Journaling. I write a gratitude journal every morning. Three things that I'm grateful for that day. The first three things that come to my mind and I sit and really think about them. Um, Connecting with nature. So going on an outdoor walk, breathing in the fresh air, putting your phone away. That is another major thing I'm working on. I'm, I'd say I'm successful 50% of the time right now, but when I am successful that 50%, I'm like, wow, I need to, need to make this more of like an 80% success rate. So I'll, I'll keep you updated on how that's going, but that's another thing that is really important. Um, making time to socialize with your loved ones, again, with the people that meet you halfway, making time for new hobbies, old hobbies, sports, arts and crafts creation having space where there's some part of your life where you can be creative in because I believe creativity is a really positive coping mechanism but not only coping mechanism like it's something that every single one of us has in us and our society doesn't always uh what's the word our society doesn't always prioritize us using our creative skills or abilities but we all want to create something different and unique in our lives so having the space in your life for that I think is tremendous to help um, creating a life of joy and happiness and peace now moving just into the end of this podcast I wanted to talk about what happens when you do binge or you do do your automatic coping mechanism response that you didn't want to do. And other than speaking to yourself with the self-compassion that I really accentuate, um, there are some other things you can do. So after I used to binge or was very overwhelmed in my healing journey, uh, I would go on a light walk, you know, to help with the digestion, digestive side effects of binge eating. So like feeling excessively bloated, um, sick, um, I felt I, I found walking outside not to compensate, not to burn calories, but just to help uh, f- my body feel better and clear my mind a bit. Uh, I also found talking to a loved one, um, not always telling them that I had a binge, but I found my sister very supportive when that happened. I would go talk to her when she was home or I would call her if I wanted someone to tell that I actually had uh, a binge happen. Uh, I would speak to her about it or one of my best friends or something. Uh 
the best real tip is just to get involved in your life and get present in where you are now. So like what is something that you can do right now that makes you feel good? Uh, so instead of numbing out and watching TV the rest of the day and feeling like your life's over because you took a step backwards in your healing, like maybe make a plan with your friend and go have tea with them or uh, maybe start that project that you've been putting off that's under your bed that you want to get done. Uh, or maybe use the opportunity to journal about how you're feeling and what you want to take, uh, what steps you want to take moving forward to help yourself grow. Uh, just doing something that enables you to feel happy and and be in the moment where you are uh, so that you can experience your beautiful life, even though it's during a time of of some self-resentment that you can't really avoid you're still meeting yourself with that compassion that love and that knowledge that you have faith in your recovery journey and that you can take the steps now no matter what happened two minutes ago to help you heal also if you binge ate having some tea is great to help with digestion so like ginger tea um i love lemon ginger peppermint tea is good for digestion um licorice root tea can be good for helping the stomach um dandelion root tea can help with the liver um, helping it process all the stuff that you just took in and then you know like i said beginning beginning again um not compensating not skipping all your meals the next day because you ate too much the day before that was one of the hardest things for me uh, in my recovery was after I binge ate, I just didn't want to eat the whole next day, even if I had no appetite. And I wouldn't, I refused, I refused to like allow myself to do that now. Um, or not now because I haven't binged in a very long time, but I refused to let myself do that. I ate a meal and I continued on as though, um, the binge didn't happen. Not only in terms of the physical choices that I made, so like eating more, but also in terms of the uplifting energy and way that I spoke to myself internally, which I think I've repeated a few times, but that is the basis in all healing. Like the healing starts with your connection to your inner being and your faith and your trust in in God or the universe or whatever word you want to give uh, your meaning and your connection to your purpose on this earth. So we've come to the end of this episode on binge eating with me. I hope uh, that you enjoyed listening and you've taken some key takeaway points to help you or maybe a loved one with uh, overeating, emotional eating, or like I said, any other type of coping response you have to feeling overwhelmed. I hope that this podcast shed shone some light on healing and... I will be back pretty soon with, I think the next podcast is going to be with a lovely lady named Jill and we're going to be talking about overtraining syndrome um, as well as overtraining which are two separate things and then I will keep in touch with you all about the like upcoming five other guests that I have. I'm getting like tingly excited just talking about it. Literally can't wait. I want to thank every single person for reaching out to me for listening to my podcast And if you have any questions or any reason to reach out, please do so. Don't hesitate at all. I would love to connect with anyone and everyone. Thanks so much. Take care.